Podiums, an audio exploration of climbing World Cups from previous years and previous eras. I'm your host, John Bergman. I'm glad you're here. Let's talk some comp climbing. Hello, everyone. Thanks for bringing me into your phone speakers, your laptop, your headphones, for another episode of Past Podiums. We are in Vail, Colorado for this one, the sixth competition of the IFSC's 2014 Boulder World Cup season. There are only two events left after this one. There there was a Boulder World Championship as well in this 2014 season, but that is, the World Championships are a separate entity technically from the World Cup circuit. So we won't get into that, at least at least not in this current survey of the 2014 World Cup calendar. As per usual, though, uh, we're going to hit the high points here on this event, the, the final round of this one in Vail. 4.30 p.m. on Sunday, June 7th was the bell time for the final start. And we are enmeshed in the Mountain Games Festival again, with GoPro being the marquee festival sponsor. And I found some old statistics about this 2014 Mountain Games spectacular. I guess it's, I'm looking at it here, it's not really a, an event program. It seems more like a marketing kit or a PR kit. But it says the GoPro Mountain Games in Vail, they spent span from June 5th, 2014 to June 8th, 2014. They are, quote, the nation's largest celebration of adventure sports, music, and mountain lifestyle. There are approximately 3,000 outdoor athletes, along with an estimated 53,000 spectators. There will be nine sports and 25 disciplines in total for over $110,000 in prize money. Lifestyle events throughout the festival include the Outdoor Reels film series, the Mountain Click Photography Competition, an interactive expo area, a gear town, nightly free concerts, and the Outside Adventure Film School. So when I heard about the concerts, I was curious to see what kind of music they were drawn to this thing. It, I guess the music was part of this, the festival that they called the Bud Light Mountains of Music. So the little blurb here in the marketing kit says, When the competitions end at the Mountain Games, the parties begin in the heart of Vail Village. Bud Light Mountains of Music is a free concert series held during the Mountain Games and draws thousands of spectators for each performance. And then it lists some past acts, uh, Let's see here. Ozo Motley, Jurassic 5, Government Mule, Julian Marley, Yonder Mountain String Band. And it lists for this year, the 2014 year, it lists Xavier Rudd and Cold War Kids on the calendar. And then there are some spots that are TBA, so I guess they were still filling the acts when they made this, this kit here. So anyway, that's kind of the blanket that was swaddling this Vail World Cup in the year 2014. And so with all that, now, on to the final round itself. Right away, we see a 
montage of a bunch of those different mountain sports and disciplines that were part of these mountain games, kayaking, slacklining, dog jumping. We actually don't get any holding the mic introduction from the commentator. We just, we, we hear a voice, but there's no self-identification of who is speaking. So I think we see here, if we're observant, there are still some basic kind of standard video production aspects that can still be improved upon for these World Cups. It is, in fact, Adrian Battersby's voice that we are hearing again, even though he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't say it off the top. Um, so it's the same person doing the call that called the previous World Cup in Toronto. Now, here at Vail, there is a cool production element that we do see. They, they're running through the finalists, and they give some stat cards, basically, for each finalist, where it says their name, and it says their age, it says their hometown, and it lists how they placed at the previous five World Cup competitions. So... Definitely props for that little production element. Here are the finalists. I'll run through them here. In the men's division, Sean McCall of Canada and Guillaume Glermondé of France. Both of them fresh off that podium in Toronto. Also, Jeremy Bonder of France, Kylian Fischhuber of Austria, Kokoro Fuji of Japan, and Dmitry Sheriputnov of Russia. The six women finalists, Sean Acoxie of Great Britain, Akio Noguchi of Japan, each of them coming off podiums in Toronto as well. Fanny Gibert of France, it's a first time in the finals for her here in 2014. Marine Thevenet, also of France. Anna Storr of Austria. And Megan Mascarenas of the USA, 16 years old at this point. Adrian Battersby on commentary says... Quote, there's not a lot of info on her, and there wasn't. This was only her second ever World Cup competition, but uh, interesting to see Megan Mascarenas make a finals here. So all those finalists get two minutes to observe and preview each of the boulders. Uh, we get Alex Johnson then. She comes into the commentary booth to join Adrian Battersby, and they banter a little bit and kind of get everyone hyped, discuss the boulders. And then the climbing begins. Shauna Coxie and Kokoro Fuji come out first to climb simultaneously. Men's one looks like this. It's three big, uh, almost skate ramp shaped volumes. And those volumes curve up an overhang. Kokoro Fuji tops it after several attempts. And most of the other men soon top it too. But it's Dmitry Sherefutnov and Guillaume Glermondé who shine brightest on it. Dmitry Sherefutnov tops it in just two attempts, and Guillaume Glermondé flashes it. So, wow. Uh, first women's boulder, the competitors kind of sit, they, they sort of lean snug into this dihedral, pockety section of the wall, and then they have to traverse left over some volumes. Shauna Coxie doesn't have any luck on it, but most of the others do. Fanny Gibert and Akio Noguchi actually get up it in just two attempts each. So a really good start for, for each of them, for Fanny and Akio. The second boulders, men's two is a long, very barren slab. It's got this mantly midway move where the competitors have to kind of get up on top of this hold and then and then pop up to the top. 
Most of the men top this boulder too, but it is Dmitry Sherfutnov and Guillaume Glermondé again bursting ahead. They both flash this boulder. Women's two is also slabby. It's balancing on a big black spherical volume. We see flashes by Akio Gucci, Fanny Gibert, and Shauna Coxie on it. So those are the, the big moments. But since Shauna Coxie didn't top that first boulder, it's really Akio Noguchi and Fanny Gibert who have the biggest takeaways on this, on this block. That brings us to the midway point in this final round. And in the men's division, it seems to be Guillaume Glermondé's day. Two flashes so far. But uh, Dmitry Sharaputinov is just a smidgen behind him. So pay close attention to that. In the women's division, Akio Noguchi and Fanny Bear are locked into this cool parallel performance, a mirror performance. Two attempts, two attempts to get up on the first boulder and a flash of the second boulder from both of them. So they lead the way for the women. Onto the, the latter half of this final round. The third boulders, men's three is a a press and grab on a slab. Alex Johnson here actually talks a little bit about elevation fatigue and speculates whether maybe the, the high altitude is playing into any, any exhaustion from the competitors, if that might be an X factor for any of the competitors because Vail is high in the mountains, as the name suggests, the Vail Mountain Games. Guillaume Glermondé doesn't top this, but Dmitry Sherfutinov does top it. So with that, Dmitry Sherfutinov really hurdles Guillaume Glamondé in the scores and, and takes the lead in the men's division. Women's three is a really classic-looking, expansive, wide, overhanging boulder. There's a lot of geometric volumes. It looks pretty modern and burly. And to that end, we don't see many tops on it, but Anastor has a nice send of it. I think it takes her a couple of attempts, so she is, we haven't talked about her a lot, but she's in a battle for a podium spot here after women's three. However, the big news of this boulder is Akio Noguchi flashes it. It's her second flash in a row, so right here, we're, it's looking like Akio Noguchi is in top form and and it's going to be pretty hard to stop. On to the last boulders. Men's 4 is its own burly overhang on blue volumes. It actually has this start where the competitors are facing out. They're kind of facing the crowd in a dihedral, and they have to press up. Dmitry Sherifutinov tops it, and Guillaume Glermondé tops it too. So that's how the round concludes. We'll have to see how all those concluding tops funnel into the podiums. We'll do that in just a sec. But needless to say, Dmitry Sherfutinov and Guillaume Glermondé have been the biggest names in this final round for throughout the throughout the round for the men. Women's four is another steep KV overhang. There's just no mercy from the route setters here. They want these climbers to be totally pumped out at the end of this event, I guess. It's a really beefy boulder, but it's not too much for Akio Noguchi. She 
flashes it to just totally punctuate her her round and frankly this is this whole round is one of the best performances of Akio Noguchi's storied career looking at the podiums here we'll start with the women first place the gold medal goes to Akio Noguchi from Japan she topped everything but most impressively, she just swept through the last three boulders, three flashes. So she is the definitive winner of this competition with that performance. In second place beneath her, silver medal goes to Fanny Gibert of France. And third place, the bronze medal goes to Anna Stor of Austria. The men's podium, the gold medal goes to... Dmitry Sherefutnov, he's the only man, he's the only man who topped everything. Second place, the silver medal goes to Guillaume Glermondé, France, and third place is Sean McCall. So that's his second bronze medal in a row. That's uh, and that's how we finish the round. I'll do a brief postscript here with some thoughts, or, or really one big thought, because there is kind of one overarching impression that you're left with at the end of this show. This is the Akio Noguchi uh, defining performance. If you're a fan of hers, go back and watch this whole round. This epitomizes why she is indeed such a legend. She, she had already locked in the gold medal even before she climbed that last boulder. But her flash of it is, I think it's a, a, a career highlight for her. It's around 2 hours and 15 minutes and 40-ish, 42 seconds in the live stream. It's, it has a big dyno low, and then a little higher up it showcases the flexibility that Akio Noguchi is so known for. She throws in some deep heel hooks and and it also showcases her crimp strength up top. It's kind of a perfect example of everything that Akio Noguchi was the best at. But that concludes it here. That's all from Vale. Thanks for tuning in. We'll have another uh, episode soon. So we'll see you next time on Past Podiums. quick before we get out of here thanks again for listening also thanks to audio coffee for doing the music and if you want to go back and watch the round that we just talked about you can find it on the international federation of sport climbing youtube channel see you next time